This is Get a Load of This Podcast, where we cover topics for truckers and entrepreneurs alike. Our guests are coming straight from the trucking industry and industries that directly influence and impact the truckers and trucking companies. We want to bring tremendous value to today's leaders and entrepreneurs and our future of the trucking industry. The common passion amongst our hosts and our guests is one thing. It's you. It's you, the people that make this country move, the trucking industry. Enough with the introductions. Let's get this load on the road. We are your hosts, Thomas, Cameron, and Ryan. Let's get rolling. What's happening, everyone? Welcome back. I appreciate you guys checking in and tuning in with us. It's always a good time, and I appreciate every one of you out there, especially at this time of year away from your family, sacrificing, making things happen for the holidays. Truck drivers, we appreciate you. Just know that. So as always, your host, Cameron Pichy, founder of Valley Trucking Insurance and get a load of this trucking podcast. I'm excited. This year, we decided to pull the trigger on a new partnership. And in fact, I saw a huge void in the marketplace and I found that this company was being a disruptor, providing a service, bringing value incredibly easy and incredibly fast. So um, I'm excited to partner with the company. This company is LoadSure. And with us today, I've got special guest, Jim Hyde. Jim is the COO and the co-founder of LoadSure. Jim, what's happening? Hey, Cam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to get to know you a little bit, have the listeners get to know you, and then um, hopefully have a good new year, man. We'll see how the freight market is going. So how's it look on your side? Because you guys deal in a couple different avenues, which actually I'll just have you kind of explain what, what LoadSure is, what you guys do, and the service you guys provide in the marketplace, if you want to just touch on that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So uh, LoadSure was started at the end of 2018 by my partner, Johnny McCord. Johnny is uh, an insurance broker for almost 20 years, comes from an insurance family. He uh, and I met early 2019. My background's actually freight. Uh, so I worked for DHL Supply Chain for 20 years, uh, then another uh, freight tech startup called 10-4 Systems about four and a half years before it was acquired by Trimble uh, in 2017. Stuck around for a little while longer uh, until I met Johnny. And then, um, yeah, we've been building this ever since together. Uh, so it's been fun, uh, especially trying to start a company from scratch, doing it during the pandemic, still still managing to grow even in this uh quote unquote, trucking recession, depending on who you ask. We continue to grow. So it's, it's kind of hard to judge based on our performance, uh, how, how the industry is doing. But, you know, we, we hear a lot from our, our customers that, and, and you can see freight rates dropping, and that's definitely cause and effect to, to what's going on out there. Capacity is loose. But you know, I, I, I think from from all indications, we're we're at the end of it, and we're we're coming out of it. Definitely seeing some positive signs there, some volumes picking up with our customers, and, and all of that. So it's uh, it's definitely positive news uh, coming out of this. Yeah, and I think your background lends to understanding how cyclical <laughs> trucking is, anyway. Yeah. Like you've been involved in it for you know quite a while now, obviously. So um, I think the companies that are equipped and prepared and forward thinking and planning and, you know, willing to be adaptive, thrive in this environment. And it is a recession, but 
I think that equates to opportunity if done right. And then coming out the other end, those companies that were able to survive um, are going to be rewarded. I really do. Oh, yeah. 100% correct. Absolutely. You have to be adaptive. You have to uh, always kind of look for opportunities and, and uh, be, uh, be innovative, right? Yeah. The- Which is uh, where LoadShare came from, no doubt, because yeah. I think it's funny and it, it I think it's a lo- on... A, a long-term problem, like systemic problem that 100,000 has been the cargo limit on COI requests for how long? Probably since you joined trucking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, that. That's kind of comical to me because it's like, okay, go back. And I should look this stat up. I, I, I don't even know if, how you could find it, but it's like probably since like the 80s, it's been 100K. And you're telling me that the load values have not gone up since then? <laughs> you know, like you and I both know that's not that's not true, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of wild to me that, but out of that, I think creates a huge void, which is where you guys step in because, and I'll hear this all the time from either my freight broker friends, customers, or whatever clientele, uh, my asset based friends or companies, and it's like, hey, we've got this opportunity, especially in this market where maybe they specialize or maybe they got a new relationship or they're getting tested but they need half a million of cargo coverage. Normally not a big deal, right? Hey, call my insurance or do this, but what if it's on the weekend? What if you got to get your bid in by Monday? Uh, What if they're with an insurance company that just struggles and can't get you to that half a million because of the freight or the type of commodity it is? Now it's like, okay, that's still okay. But now the insurance person or their professional has to go find a policy that will cover it, fill out an application, submit it, Wait for the turnaround time, which you and I both know this takes a while, which is obviously where you and your business partner said, how can we fix this to get it back? And by then, what happens? Well, nine times out of 10, they lost the load. (laughs) Like, let's be honest. Freight doesn't wait, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, that's, that's the nature of the business. You know, when, when you, you've got that load, you, you need that coverage, um, you know that the broker or shipper, if you're a carrier, isn't isn't going to wait around. They've, they've got somebody else on the line that they're going to call if if you don't have the coverage to to haul the load for them. No. It, it's it's just the way it is. And you're right. Uh, you know, historically speaking, in, insurance agents, brokers, they they haven't really had access to something instant. They would have to call their underwriters. They'd have to wait 24, 48 hours sometimes, depending on their connections and and. And who was backing them and turn around and, and try and get you an answer to your point over, over a weekend would, would be impossible. Yeah. So now, thank, thanks to technology and, and data and, and the accessibility that the Internet brings, uh, you, can, you can get that quote and get that coverage instantly. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because you can ask me how I know all these things. <laughs> Obviously, I've dealt with them, so it's like so when I and I've and I've looked into you guys, and I saw you guys roll out in the publications and stuff a couple of years ago, and I thought I'm like, oh, it's brilliant! Like, what a good idea! I was curious to see the traction and like what's the actual need in the marketplace and that kind of stuff. But there obviously was one. I knew that I had dealt with it enough to know this is a problem. Yeah. So finally now with, you know, conversations between us and getting you guys onboarded, I'm really excited to get you guys out in our marketplace and to my clients and to my partnerships and provide this solution to them because I I do think it's a need. I think, too, I want to talk about the different products you guys offer because 
originally I'm like, oh, okay. So shippers on a load board such as DAT, which I know is a big partner advocate of your guys. Um, and they don't have enough coverage. They just go buy it. And this could be a motor carrier doing it. Well, what I didn't realize is, is you guys actually are applicable to more than just that. And so let's talk about those things. So what are the product offerings? Who is the main folks and focus that you guys are focused on and people you're trying to help? Yeah, great. Thank you. Um, so we, we started back uh, five years ago. Our, our initial product was $100,000 worth of coverage for $40. And it's an all-risk product, so it's it's a little different than your your typical M- MTC coverage. It covers the acts of God and loading and unloading and unattended vehicle, fictitious pickups, those sorts of things. So had value there, but with the hundred thousand dollars, you know, it, it didn't cover a lot, and a lot of our, our customers were still convinced their hundred thousand dollars of MTC coverage was was enough. And so, you know, we we responded to the market up that to two fifty, then to five hundred. Now we do up to two million dollars within our portal. We cover domestic U.S. and Canada as well as international. Cover all modes, uh, truckload LTL, ocean, air cover it all. And when we rolled out that initial product, the idea was we're just going to have an API integrated into load boards and that's our product. And we we very quickly learned that people, they like their insurance brokers, that insurance broker, that insurance agent is that trusted intermediary. That's who knows the market and, and who's going to best take care of their customers. And uh, so we, we backed off on just the, the pure integration rolling out a transactional product and began partnering with with uh, the uh, insurance agents and brokers out there to really augment their service offerings and, and make sure that they had a product that they could use and extend to their customers to where they could get that coverage instantly, built a nice, uh, elegant portal that they could access from anywhere, but also still uh, have those those options to integrate it into your TMS or uh, order platform, marketplace, booking platform, whatever. So, so you can actually just add that insurance coverage and in, in one click right within the same pane of glass that you use to manage all of your business. I love it. How has the perspective for you been over this last couple of years? Because in the last or just couple of episodes that we've just done, it's been kind of the COVID effect coming out of COVID. Um, what does the market look like? The rebound and kind of the future and beyond, but You've been around for five years, so you've been before, during, like the whole the whole thing. What's yeah. your perspective on that? And you're dealing with a good metric, I feel like, which is loads, because that's like show and tell for what's happening. So, what's yep. your point of view? Yeah, def- definitely saw that slinky effect, right? Between all of the uh, issues with like Long Beach getting ships unloaded during yeah. COVID, and then all of that freight hitting and and that kind of boom that happened. And then now you had all this capacity and the freight wasn't coming in from China. And so now you, you kind of had the drought. And, and I, I think things are, are starting to level off and pick up from every, uh, every indication that we're seeing. So, yeah, def- definitely that, that slinky effect before, during COVID and, and then after. And, and you know, they, they, were, they were weird times. And, and, you know, I don't know how many, how many uh, of your subscribers noticed this. Just the weirdest things would be. Uh, short in the in the grocery store or in the store, yeah, like uh, you know, everybody knows about the eggs thing. But pineapple juice—you couldn't find pineapple juice to save your life for like three or four weeks. 
Um, and then, yeah, the, the toilet paper, everybody else knows, but just random things that uh, you, you kind of very quickly realize that how fragile the supply chain is and, and how hard everybody works to kind of keep those things in the grocery store and, and get oh, us those things yeah. that we need. You know, we, we all take that for granted uh, or, or had on, on, until this event kind of really showed us you know, how much actually goes into getting that pineapple juice on the shelf, right? It's it's crazy. Well, I think it did a couple of good things. Obviously, it, it shined a spotlight on truckers, right, in the industry and gave yep. some thanks and praise that should be there the whole time and it should always be there. It's not these trucks aren't a problem or an annoyance on the road for you. They're what are able they're they're the reason you're on the road in the first place. Yeah, unsung heroes. Oh, it's insane. So like which obviously we're very passionate about truckers doing what we do. And, and, and as, as you are, the other thing, which uh, is kind of comical to me is I'm like, I think employers realize like, do these people not use the restrooms at home? Like, did they just <laughs> use them at work? Because like, we just <laughs> ran out of toilet paper at home. Like what, what's going on? This is wild, man. Like, cause then you work from home and it's like, okay, man, I guess they just never use their home bathrooms. <laughs> I, yeah, mean, a, I don't know. It's a bit disturbing. Yeah. If you can think about it. <laughs> but it's kind of wild to me, man. It was like, holy shit. But I think it created a ton of opportunity too. So then it's like, you get this boom of entrepreneurs now that have the ability to become hotshots or truck drivers and employee or company guys that like, you know what? I want to go out on my own because the spot market was so hot due to the inefficiencies of the freight chain, given this opportunity now where people can make a living and then interest rates were low. So like you have this like kind of perfect storm to just build this economy, even though we were coming into a recession and, and our time and our cycles and time frame would have everything would have said, hey, we're going to come into a recession. Mm-hmm. Um, it just all happened to hit at the perfect time. Right now, yeah. as a result, though those companies that weren't or were ill-prepared or weren't prepared and just didn't understand the cycles of freight and trucking in general, man, it's really tough right now. It really is. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Like I said before, I I, I think we're out of it. I yeah. see things starting to tick up. And yeah, the, the thing about recessions and, and not an economist, but a lot of them become these self-fulfilling prophecies, right? Uh, where yeah, everybody everybody uh, believes you 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 end up in a recession and they stop spending money, and that's actually exasperates the the reception the the recession, right? So um, I, I think what's what's helped. I, I think a lot of a lot of people have still been been positive. Uh, you know that that this is uh, hopefully more of a more of a correction than a full blown deep recession, yeah. Yeah. but you know the the trucking has always been kind of on the on the leading uh, leading indicator of those things so so it's something that that we've had to watch closely but yeah like i said hopefully it's hopefully it's over yeah no and i don't and i'm not putting you on the spot as an economist we all can't be the simpsons, <laughs> right like the simpsons predicts what happens and yeah. you know I, we're not them so but i think though uh you know resilience is key right and obviously as a startup you know, we all know the stats of startup companies making it to 12 months, 24 months to five mm-hmm. years, and then let alone be any level of successful is resilience and tenacity and all this stuff. Yeah. What were some of the adversities you faced kind of doing a startup in this time? And what were unseen obstacles or opportunities for you guys to learn and pivot, right? Or what, it, like walk us through some of those early things. Yeah, the... COVID, the pandemic, 
definitely threw a monkey wrench in things for us. During 2019, John, Johnny and I, we hit every trade show and conference we could get to, to meet as many people as we could, get, get the word out and start, start getting those, those relationships built. And uh, to then be essentially locked in your house, right? With uh, uh, Zoom as the only way you could communicate to people definitely changed things drastically. Luckily, um, we were already, when we weren't at shows together, we were used to working remotely. So it didn't slow us down too much. Where it really impacted us was making those relationships in in the industry that, that we didn't already have. Uh, we really had to focus on the relationships we already had, uh, and and uh, and and try and grow those uh, as much as possible. You know, we we had to we had to watch the market and and react, and that's why we expanded our our product suite. We expanded our uh, transactional product, which is which is what I talked about in the beginning of the show here, uh, and then have also expanded into other products. So we do some more traditional annual cargo. Uh, we do stock throughput, and um, we have uh, recently launched our our motor truck cargo product. Uh, that is, uh, we're we're one of the few providers out there that actually offer that to freight brokers as well. So, uh, a freight broker, you can have a, a motor truck cargo product from us as well. So uh, that expansion, leveraging our our existing relationships, uh, really got us through, and and. Yeah, lately in the industry, uh, you know, watching the whole thing with Convoy develop, that that was shocking. You know, a, a $3.8 billion company that had 1,500 employees at its peak uh, go, go to essentially an asset sale and make pennies on the dollar it was definitely concerning. Luckily, I think a lot of tech startups were more growth at all costs, right? I think we were always a little more reserved in that. And while growth was a very important metric for us, profitability was was also important. And so I, I don't, uh, I'm not concerned about about going the way of of, of Convoy or, or or some <laughs> of the others that have had of uh, that have had some troubles lately. Thankfully, but yeah, it's it's something that that we have to watch uh, as as a business. Watch, continue to watch the market and and respond to our customers. Yeah, that's smart. I think too, um, you probably get a good counterbalance with Johnny being insurance, potentially being a little bit more uh, reserved or conservative in some of the, some of that aspect would be my adventure to guess. I don't know, but what a great case study for you, you know, yeah. with Convoy, right? So like, cause it would be easy to get locked in, as you said, on the revenue and the growth at all costs and like in that market. And maybe that was the play. Who knows? I don't know. I, I don't know what their plan was. I don't know why they chose to go the route they did. I think that they could have put the systems and the process procedures in place, created the checks and balances to like have a sustained machine long term. But once again, nobody knows because all we see is the articles and everything that come up for sale and the news stories and speculation. So for you, though, it's a good case study to be like, okay, (laughs) what do they do good? But what did they? What what could we do better for us? You know, in our model, right? To then excel, I, I think that, and you saw that unfold in a relatively short period of time. You're absolutely right. It's uh, de- definitely some lessons learned there, right? Yeah. You know, I think uh, everybody pretty much believes whether whether or not this is true or not. Um, I'll I'll leave to the uh, the industry experts and 
and historians, but you know that they, they were everybody believes they were buying freight, and when you have that much capital, probably can can do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, and 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 I don't think that's good for anyone. So I think these these things end up fixing themselves after a while, uh, and and hopefully the the lessons learned out of that really, you know, the the market. The market is the market, right? Uh, you, you can't really influence that too much without consequences. No. And people, people are important. You can't, you can't replace those people. I, I think uh, startups and, and technologies that help enhance what people are doing, make them more efficient, more productive, is, is really the way to go rather than replacing them. And, and we see this trend with AI right now, right? Oh, yeah. And everybody's worried, oh, AI is going to take my job. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not worried about that for, for quite a while. I don't think the robots are going to take over tomorrow. I think AI is is going to make us more efficient, productive, and and that's what we're going to see a lot of in the industry here in the next uh, five to ten. Yeah, I think that that brings up a good point, which could be a whole conversation in and of itself. Is uh, technology and AI? It's a tool, right? It it's something you should learn. It's something you should be familiar with. Educate yourself on. Can it enhance your day-to-day? Absolutely. Can it make somebody more productive? Yes. Can it replace somebody? Maybe in certain aspects, but like a personalized touch and like, like you got to have that human interaction, especially in the terms of relationships. You know, if I replace you with just 100% technology, uh, our relationship, I should say, you're going to be like, yeah, I don't, I don't ever talk to Cam. (laughs) I have no relationship with Cam anymore. Like it gets a, it's an AI response. I call in, it's a chat bot. You know what I mean? Like that, like that's kind of what the world's coming to. And I think for, there are a lot of areas for improvement within the freight transaction that technology could smooth, Mm -hmm. that could create transparency, that could help efficiency sake, because time is money. Um, You know, it's kind of cliche, that old, (laughs) like, but it, it truly is. So like the less time you could spend on something that could be automated, great, you know, do it, but it yeah. can't automate out the full process. Right. Cause then you just take away that customer experience, that interaction, the relationship, kind of some of those important pieces that you just said, got you through the, this challenging time. Cause without those, I think a lot of people do fail. They forget to remember to really focus on the people that are helping and supporting the supporting cast and the people that are getting them. So, yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. AI Skynet's coming to take over and, <laughs> Like we're going to lose jobs and my industry is doomed. Everyone's industry is doomed and driverless truck, you know, all this kind of stuff is happening, which I think on a small level, potentially and at scale, maybe sometimes, I don't know if it's in our life or kids' lives or who knows. So it'll be really curious to watch unfold. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to happen overnight and, and you know, technology evolves and, and, mm-hmm. and moves things along and, and, you know, jobs that were you know, once once big fifty years ago that you know don't don't exist anymore or, or are uh, severely diminished. It, it's true. It's just that's just progress. It happens. Uh, yeah, the, the driverless truck thing. I'm not thinking we're going to see uh, the these on the roads everywhere anytime soon, right? You know, I I I had the opportunity to to try one of those Waymo taxis in in mm. Phoenix uh, a few months ago. And I, I was impressed by how well the thing performed. There was even um, 
an event where an ambulance was was crossing and going through an intersection uh, against a red light, and the, and the car knew to stop and and wait for the ambulance to go before it actually entered the intersection. So uh, I lived to tell the tale. I, I, I didn't die. <laughs> So, you didn't hop in the thing. ambulance on the way. <laughs> yeah, but but there's uh, you know it's a small little jaguar crossover going around you know some some city streets at a relatively so slow speed. It's not an eighty thousand pound rig going seventy five right. miles an hour down down I seventy right, which is a much different scenario. That truck can do a lot of damage if something goes wrong, right? Uh, the liability is is significantly higher. So, yeah, not real worried about uh, our our truck drivers being replaced by these things anytime. Oh, no. I, I think there'll be some novelty and and uh, you know some uh, driver assist type things, you know, similar to other AI where it's assisting the driver. Right? Maybe, maybe maybe we'll get to a point where the driver can take a little cat nap or something like that. I don't know. Uh, on on these things, or or it, it acts um, sort of in some sort of team capacity uh, as things go. Um, you know, you hear a lot about platooning, and that could help take some of the strain of driving off of additional drivers where they're going in some sort of automated convoy down the road. Right? I, I think those things would definitely be great for the industry. Uh, allow drivers to to get to be more productive and and uh, have less strain and potentially be safer if the, the technology pans out but yeah full replacement i think we're a long ways away from that and we we do similar things with ai as well loadshore does uh, so we use it for pricing for dynamic rating we use ai to look at our claims history and various load attributes and and how uh, weather and traffic and road hazards and all of these things that are, are going on in the industry impact risks of various commodities and various lanes. And so I don't have to have underwriters sitting there looking at every yep. risk. Otherwise, we, we wouldn't be able to turn around uh, a policy in, in, in under a minute. It would take that 24, 48, 72 hours, mm-hmm. right? So, so we need some AI there. You know, we, we're also uh, looking to go beyond, beyond that using AI beyond just insurance right into more holistic freight protection which is which is uh how we how we put ourselves out there insurance is is just one attribute uh of of risk management it's risk transfer right yeah but uh, the ability to understand what a, a particular risk is or around a load or or a shipment or or storage or whatever and be able to advise on how to manage that risk digitally be able to help mitigate that by product handling or proper equipment or how to secure it, maybe uh, getting the right carrier for the right job, right? So you, you don't have uh, somebody who's never touched uh, over-dimensional hauling some big, heavy machinery when all they're used to dry vans or, or you know, the various things that that you can do and, and get ahead uh, and, and help with routing and hazards and weather and, and all of these other various things. You know, we believe that a comprehensive risk management program shouldn't be reserved for the S&P 500 companies and, and those that can afford it. We want to democratize that and bring that down and make that available to everyone. And uh, really, the only way you can do that in a cost-effective manner is through AI. Oh, the computing power of AI and the analytics, the actuary ability and summarization capabilities of these tools, are they're mind-blowing. It's amazing. 
And that's no doubt why I, I don't know what you I, I think when I was chatting with you guys not that long ago, your average payout for claim was less than like six days or seven days or something. And I think most of the time it's quite a bit less than, but for official, it was, it's like, Hey, we got to be less than seven days or whatever, six days. But you couldn't do that without having that quick responsive summarization capabilities via whatever AI technologies with chat GPT and all these things coming out. It's a tool going back to, it's a tool that you should educate yourself on, learn, implement in your day to day, your day to day, because then you'll be that much further along Trucking companies can do this. Freight brokerages can do this. Anybody can do this. My kid can do this for school. Not that I'm going to have her promote her to go use this for schooling, but shoot, if I had this tool, man, I probably would have graduated with a 4.0. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be wild. But my, my kid's school just rolled out some software that they're looking at uh, at their papers to try and detect if they used oh, AI to actually. There's another software that analyzes it and says, Hey, we got to do this. And then you plug it into another software that makes it your, I mean, like when does that end? Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how, how much time do you spend? I mean, I don't, yeah, anyways, that's really funny though. Yeah. Like some sort What's, of AI paper arms yeah. race. <laughs> we just, we just robots. Like our kids don't even go to school anymore. They just show up <laughs> via like a robot. Yeah, exactly. Hey, what's exciting on the horizon for you guys? So we're coming into a new year, right? 2024. Yeah. I'm guessing you guys in leadership probably spent some time reflecting on what the year was and then looking forward because obviously I know you guys are based on what you're talking about. What's uh, what's on the horizon? What are you excited to um, venture into or roll out or coming down the pipe. Yeah, um, you know, you brought up claims uh, recently, and we're we're continuing to make make huge investments in our claims platform. Uh, so right now, uh, we yeah, to to your point, where I think our average is probably closer to three days, if not oh, less than awesome. that. I I haven't looked at the numbers recently, but uh, we have most claims uh, we're settling within 24 hours. And then um, we have some claims that, that we've even settled within 10 seconds. Uh, I think seven seconds is our record. <laughs> that includes payment, digital e-check payment, everything, right? Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin <laughs> I'll, take, yeah, I'll take Bitcoin. We, for we my- may get there. We may get there. <laughs> but yeah, it's all, uh, all thanks to uh, data and yeah. technology and AI. Cool. Um, so we're continuing to invest in that platform to continue to bring that down. And, you know, cargo claims can be complicated, right? Yeah. There's some complex claims out there. And yeah, to be able to not only settle most claims in an automated fashion, but also use that same advantage technology to where if if I do have to get a uh, a claim settlement person involved that they they have most of the information that they need, and then they can they need to get a survey or or get some additional information. Claimant, they do that and 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 settle the claim still much more efficiently than what traditional in insurance has has done, right? Uh, so that that's a huge part of our investment, and then uh, continuing towards that goal of of holistic freight protection, uh, that that's what drives us, right? So it is you understanding what road hazards, how to handle the product, uh, what weather and, and, um, and those sorts of things are, are you're going to encounter on, on the route. If you're a, uh, a freight broker, you know, we're going we're gonna to help you mitigate things through, through our technology and through partnerships 
things like fictitious pickups, which is big talk in the industry right now. Um, all this this double brokering and 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 fictitious pickups that are going on right now. You know, where the insurance is there, right, to cover you just in case, and that's that's one of the big things that we do cover. But getting ahead of it and stopping it from the first place is in everybody's best interest, right? And so we're uh, we're moving a lot towards helping our our customers mitigate those types of risks from occurring in the first place. And then uh, on the back end, uh, you know, using data and everything else that that we've helped to allow our customers to improve their SOPs and, and product handling procedures and, and security, you know, all these things are, are coming down the pike and, and uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of our focus in 2024. Man, I love it. I'm excited to watch and see how that unfolds for the year uh, ahead and then the years beyond. I'm very excited to partner with you guys too. So I have no doubt this is a huge value to my customers and clients. So that's why I was so excited to get you guys on and um, in conjunction with us uh, rolling out you know, that partnership. Um, and I look forward to, to that. Where can folks, um, maybe follow along or find more about you guys or connect with you guys. And obviously for people that want to explore partnerships or insurance or embedding into the freight brokerages, that's why I picked these guys up. I'm happy to help you guys get set up with that, but just in general to follow you guys, what, where should folks find you? Yeah. Uh, so we're, uh, our, our website is loadshore.net, uh, L O A D S U R E.net. Uh, you can find me uh, on LinkedIn, Jim Hyde, H-E-I-D-E, uh, or um, reach out to your uh, your insurance broker. If you don't have an insurance broker or want a good one, uh, reach out to yeah. me. <laughs> Perfect, man. I appreciate that. And thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy man, but I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, same here, Cam. Thank you. Hey, All right. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe.